0: Hey, it's that time of week again. It is time for another edition of Unlocked here on Disrupt the Media. Like and subscribe with Fox's Brock and I'm Lance Taylor for the next round. And we start first. It's always brought to you, by the way, mybookie.ag. Put in that promo code next round. They're going to hook you up at checkout at mybookie.ag. So, me being an SC fan, I have heard it nonstop. This is one of the most overrated teams, overrated coaches, overrated quarterbacks. Lincoln Riley is going to be gone at the end of the year. I brought this up on the next round. I said, Maybe he has gone to the NFL. Maybe this is a challenge he wants. I think it's a big incomplete if he does. He has been to multiple college football playoffs. But he has got a job right now that is paying him eight figures a year. It is an incredible brand, and you have an opportunity, especially with an expanded 12-team playoff field, to be there every year, or at least four out of five. I think right now USC is greater than or equal than the majority of NFL jobs. You played in the Pac-12 you played in the NFL, you cover both extensively. Am I way off on this?
1: I don't think you're way off, Lance. I, I just think, I, I know, first of all, he loves LA. He's, he loves living there. He loves the anonymity. He loves so much about that job. I think he loves a lot of the young men on that team as well. The hard part, in, and I think for the Ryan Days and the Lincoln Rileys and for you know these younger offensive whizzes, is they look at an NFL where there's 31 other teams and the playing field is level and college football, it's just, it's, it's just, it's not. And the amount of work that it takes every single day, you know, they're bi-week they're out recruiting on Pete Carroll's bi-week. He's on the North shore of Hawaii on his, on his paddleboard, <laughs> you know, in June and July, after mini camps are over, Pete's in Hawaii for four weeks. And, and you know I mean I'm, that's that's one coach. It's all the coaches in the NFL. The college guys aren't. They may have a week or two, but you know you're in your recruiting world. You're in your transfer portal world. You're in recruiting your own players world. I mean it's just it's nonstop. So yeah. the the demand on the job, the demand of the expectation to to win it all, or it's a it's a total bust. You see it. I mean you see it in Ryan Day. You see it in Lincoln Riley. You you see it in these guys. So. That to me is where the only thing that I would add to that conversation is the appeal of standard, 32 teams, level playing field, salary cap, and your X's and O's go a long way in a matchup driven league to, you know, finding a way to win. And you have a quality of life that is very, very different than the college level.
0: Look, I know it's knee jerk, Uh, you know. Each and every game is so important because you only get so many. 12 regular season games, so losses get magnified. But you you were on the call on Saturday night in the Coliseum. Great job, by the way. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the football game up until the end there. And, you know, the narrative would be if, you know, Barry Alexander doesn't get the penalty, uh, Bryson Barnes doesn't have the 23-yard sc- scramble. If USC holds on and wins that game, it's a completely different narrative. And I think what people tend to forget is, is how damn good Utah is even depleted Utah and how good of a a coach Kyle Whittingham is. If they had Cam rising, I mean, hell, they might be one of the two or three best teams in college football.
1: If they had Cam rising, they'd be undefeated and ranked fifth or fourth in the country. I mean, that's just, yeah, they're that good. And now they've gotten a lot of people back other than Keithy and other than Cam rising. Now you've gotten back your, your defensive lineman, you've gotten back your receiver, you've gotten back your offensive lineman. So they were depleted, and we knew, I, I knew when we had a versus UCLA a month ago, like, man, if they can weather this storm, and at that point we didn't know that Cam was lost for the year or Keithy was lost for the year, but if they could weather this storm, they are going to be a dangerous animal because they have developed so much depth along the way. And they are time on task. You know, Lincoln said it, like going into the week, like we're a we're a program where we've got 27 guys, 27 transfers in their 2 d on offense and defense, twenty-seven. Utah has eight. You know, and the the all the others are are homegrown. They're developed. They're grown men. Many of them on missions. These are full. This is a fully bloomed culture. And USC not. And USC is really Lance. They're really missing Travis Dye. I mean, I. You, you look at what happened at the end of last year. They ran out of gas in the championship game. They ran out of gas against Tulane. And Travis Dye was a huge, huge part. He's one of these guys. I just finished a Zoom with Oklahoma and Brent Venables. And they added 17 guys in the transfer portal. And I love asking these coaches, like, come on now. Every one of you say, you know, you got the right guys. Not everybody got the right guys. It's not how it works. The transfer portal is not full of everyone hitting 100%. But there's just a there's a belief. And, and he feels very, very strongly through their process and through their interviews, like, no. We got selfless, humble, earn it, knew what they were walking into. And, you know, I sat outside the SC locker room, Lance, after the game. And I see just what I saw in the NFL locker rooms. There's Louie. Here's Gucci. Here's bling. Yeah. Here's like all this stuff, all this money, all this. And this is not an indictment on SC or Lincoln. Like they they were attracted to L.A. They wanted to play with Caleb. They want all those riches But it's hard, man. It's really, really, really hard to manage that if you don't got the core of just selfless, earn it, love the game more than any of the things that comes in this day and age of NIL.
0: You just alluded you're in Big 12 country, and we'll get to Oklahoma, Kansas in a second. But, you know, there is a big game on your network back in the Pac-12 this week, and I just don't get this. I thought last week, and I'll be honest, at Lance'sLike.com, I had SC minus six and a half. It wasn't a homer pick. I just felt where the two teams were, SC at kind of this crossroads, playing the worst offensive game that you'll ever see from the combination of Caleb and Lincoln-Riley, and then Utah being that depleted and finally Mm -hmm. catching up with them. So I give Utah a ton of credit, but what I don't get, and you know I pay attention to these numbers, is when Sunday mid-afternoon around the halftime of the 3 o'clock games, I'll start to look up numbers for the coming week in college football. And when I saw that Oregon is a a six-and-a-half road favorite at Rice-Eccles, where you have told me is one of the great atmospheres in all of college football, over the last five years, Kyle Mm -hmm. Winningham is 26-2 and in that venue. And now you've got Oregon coming in as a a six-and-a-half point favorite. Um, I've seen bad Bo before. Bo Nix has totally reinvented his career out in the Pacific Northwest. But when we see bad Bo in the SEC, it was always in really tough venues, on the road, And now he's in that situation again. And I've just got this feeling that I don't know how many times Cal Whittingham can say, how disrespected are we again this week, guys? Nobody thinks we're going to win this game. And this just seems like a right moment to see bad Bo.
1: Yeah, I think all of that is fair. And what he's going to face with a front four is what Caleb faced. And that's a front four that affects you. And whether it's Tom Brady in a Super Bowl against the New York Giants or whether it's Caleb Williams uh, against a Utah team that didn't have to pressure, that could just rush for and impact the pocket. And Oregon's O-line is not that much better than USC or anybody else's. Like, they're going to – he's going to face seven guys in coverage, and then he's going to get a cover zero, and then he's going to get Morgan Scalley having a great plan and putting his guys in position. And that defense is, man, they're, they're healthy now. I'll, I'll say all of that, Lance. There is a significant loss. And in the post game, when Kyle Whittingham said "No more Cam and no more Keithy," he also added, "And I and we don't even know when it happened. We're in a production meeting post game on Monday talking about did anybody see Landon Lander Barton hurt? Their stud linebacker, two hundred fifty pound, absolute difference maker, freshman of the year, defensive player of the year last year. The
0: Nobody said anything about it. No,
1: we didn't even never saw it until he ended up in a boot on crutches with a." broken something down downstairs that's going to end his season. So that's a pretty, pretty big loss. If you were to say to me, who are some of the most irreplaceable Utes now on that roster, Burton would have been way up on that list. So maybe that plays a little bit of role in that line. And I think there's probably also those in Vegas that go, I don't know about this Bryson Barnes. I don't know about this pig farmer. I don't know about this guy. I know he just outdueled Caleb and he threw three touchdowns and he ran over people. Is that sustainable? Like, is that style really sustainable over the long term? Or he takes one hit on his shoulder, then what happens? So, you know, those lines, as you know, those those boys bake in a lot of different <laughs> factors into it. I'd have to think the Barton injury and just still the question mark about the quarterback position and can he really play at that level? SC is undisciplined on defense. They're unsound on defense. They put guys in position on defense where they shouldn't be. Utah took advantage of it. I don't think Oregon will do that as much as certainly USC did Saturday night.
0: So this is a story that has really worn me out in three days. I don't know where you are on it, but for the masses, a lot of people, and and we'll go quick on it. I just wanted to get your perspective as a player, though, and as a son of a coach and as a guy that's been around the business so long, but Connor Steyer and this Michigan, you know, sending him the games and and basically recording on the phone and getting everyone's signals – Um, I've heard if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Now there are coaches out there. Kirby Smart was asked about it yesterday and he went on the record. I don't know if you saw the comments. He said, Uh Yeah, I mean, part of it is we are trying to get guys signals in the game, but have we ever have I ever been asked if we ever sent anybody? That's unprecedented. I don't know where you stand on this. I personally think with the NCAA and with Jim Harbaugh's future in doubt at least staying at Michigan, I don't think anything ever happens. Uh, I don't know how big of a deal it is. I don't know how often it happens. But what are your thoughts on this? And the other thing I would say, you've seen Michigan play. I mean, it, it'd be one thing if they're winning by a possession. They're beating the holy hell out
1: of people. Yeah, they turned the corner not because of stealing signals. they turned the corner because they moved on from Don Brown. They added an innovative, young, defensive NFL mind. And then they replaced him when that guy went back to the NFL. And they have J.J. McCarthy. Who's a phenomenal player who's the front runner for the Heisman. None of that has anything to do with signals. Those are the two biggest reasons are other people sending low level analysts on the road to record. Maybe not, but are you telling me that they are they don't have people in the stands charting signals or 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 writing them down. You don't think they're watching the all 22 and and all these programs, you know, we'll try to have people with their stuff hiding signals. I mean, they're trying to get it, but my bottom line, Lance, and what exhausts me with all of this, change your own freaking signals. (laughs) They act like there's some victim in all of this. Like, well, they have all of our – then it's on you. Put them on a wristband. If if Shiano thought that they were up to something and Shiano's paranoid and he comes from the NFL, then you know what you do? Put your plays on a wristband for your quarterback and go – play one and i you know what they don't have your freaking wristband it so i i just it, it honestly like all of these people coming out of the woodwork like yep see cheaters yep they got all their signals yep no wonder they stopped them like really then you know what change your signal and in fact lance if they would have changed a couple signals and all of a sudden that little placard that may have had the hand signs is all wrong guess where it goes in the trash right you don't even try to decipher their signals so that's on you that's on you to change your signals up i had heard rumblings about this earlier in the year i was up at ohio state there were rumblings that maybe that team up north was doing some stuff that was outside the rules and i'm sure this guy's going to get fired and i'm sure there's going to be some repercussions but change your own freaking signals you're not a victim
0: he is Fox's Brock Cure. This is Unlocked on Disrupt the Media. Like and subscribe. I'm Lance Settle for the next round. As always brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. This is the handyman. Go to manscaped.com. Put in that promo code Unlock. They're going to take care of you at checkout. Again, manscaped.com. Put in the promo code Unlock. Before we get to the NFL, you are going to be in Big 12 country this week. Oklahoma, so lucky to survive UCF last week. And John Rice Plummies. he's just a damn good quarterback. Yeah. But now... I don't know if it's going to be Jason Bean or Jalen Daniels. You might already know this. Jalen Daniels is one of the best quarterbacks in college football when he's healthy.
1: This could be a tricky game for Oklahoma if he plays. Is he going to play? Do not know. We'll get out there. What is today? Wednesday. I know that that Leipold was a little well doubtful, maybe questionable. We'll see. Back injuries are so fickle anyway. Maybe he feels good and practices. Wednesday, Thursday, Lance, and wakes up Friday, like I woke up this morning after you know playing receiver at my son's practice last night because we were down a receiver and my back is stiff as a board and he can't <laughs> go, so uh, we'll have to wait on wait and see on that. I, either way, Jason Bean played in this matchup last year, put up forty-two points on Oklahoma last year. Two years ago in Lawrence, it, it took a miracle for Oklahoma to beat them. These people are going to be charged out of their freaking minds. Big Noon is going to be there. It's homecoming. It's probably the last time they get to play Oklahoma, maybe forever. So the environment is going to be nuts. And remember, Oklahoma at Cincinnati, mm, not real good. Struggled with a lot of stuff. Struggled with communication. Didn't play great. Texas had a bunch of bungled snaps, a bunch of miscommunications. So just the road environment is going to be a test, and Kansas has played way better, especially their defense. The numbers, the splits, home and away, if this game's in Norman, they put up 700 yards again like they did. Well, maybe not 700. Maybe they put up 600 yards um, against them. But down in Lawrence, they play better at home. That crowd will be into it. I think it'll be a pretty highly contested game.
0: Uh, Two weeks ago, I wasn't the only one that declared the 49ers after uh, destroying the Cowboys' best team in the NFL. Since then, they've lost on the road to a backup quarterback in Cleveland, and they lost uh, to Minnesota without Justin Jefferson. Uh, Any concerns right now? I know Trent uh, Trent Williams wasn't back at left tackle. Debo Samuel was out. Chris McCaffrey had an uncharacteristic fumble down in the red zone. Any concerns with San Francisco? Is this just part of a 17-game
1: season? Well, I think it shows you when you pay guys, you just your roster gets a little thinner. You're just, as Brent Menable said, just our like our competitive nature throughout their roster at Oklahoma was nowhere near what it needed to be. So five transfer defensive linemen and add competitive balance and competitive depth. So you take Debo out, man. You take out and, and Trent Williams, you take out their dudes. I mean, they're physical, hit you in the mouth set the table for everything else that they like to do offensively. I'll be kind of curious in this trade market, you know, John Lynch is aggressive. He and Kyle are awesome, built a mega team, just got an extension, both of them did. So they're fully empowered to do whatever they need to do. They tend to be pretty aggressive, kind of curious if they add a perimeter player or another depth difference maker receiver that I think they do need because, you know, Brock needs, Brock's a facilitator. I'm not gonna say game manager, but he's a facilitator that needs the pieces around him. And Lance, we've seen now the last couple of weeks, the first time were kind of like Michael Penix this last weekend, and the game got sped up, right? You saw some uncharacteristic mistakes. You start to, hey, man, put a little bit more on you in the case of Purdy versus spraying it around, and here's a jet sweep, and here's a little more solid protection with Trent in there, and they become a whole lot more human. So good for my Seahawks. Now only a half game back, and if they can get Cleveland this weekend to 5-2, and two, They'll get ready and set for their gauntlet that's coming up.
0: Bad calls again down the stretch for the Rams. I won't even get into that, but we're sitting at three and four. So, so close, and I'm still very optimistic about the season. We'll see what happens there. But part of my 3-0 and Sunday at Lance'sLike.com, I had Atlanta on the road plus three against Tampa. And I I, I never – I don't want to call for a guy's job. Mm -hmm. But I sit there and I watch Arthur Smith, and I look at this Atlanta team where their defense has played extremely well. And I look at the skill around Desmond Ritter. And then I look at a quarterback that fumbles the football three times inside of the red zone, one on the goal line, and one going in where if he just hustles to get to the pylon or just protects the football, that game is over. And he fumbles through the end zone. Baker Mayfield leads them down. They ultimately turn the football over. But, I mean, those are almost, you know, offenses where you get cut because I've seen enough of Desmond Ritter. He maybe is a good solid two in the NFL – yeah. But he's not a guy that's going to take you to where you need to be. And I hate the fact that the Falcons right now at four and three, leading that division, albeit a bad division, uh,
1: they really have no future this year based on the quarterback position. Yeah, he's in a funny spot. And I actually, when I watched him at Cincinnati, Lance, I thought the same thing. There's a lot of times, and this is maybe me putting my own life experience on him, and, and that's unfair, but there were a number of times where Jim Zorn, my QB coach in Seattle, would say, hey, man, cut it loose. You know, cut it loose, man. Just let it rip. And you get into a spot where you're like, man, I just don't want to make a mistake, right? I just want to protect the football. We got a good defense. I got a great running back. And if I just do my job, and it's Cincinnati, a great defense with Sauce and Kobe Bryant and the rest of them, right? And like, just do my job. I'd love to see him just like, hey, man, play with your hair on fire. Just let it go. Let it rip. If there's a pick, there's a pick. But, you know, when you're playing an extra protection mode, guess what happens? You do fumble. And then it just almost backfires against you. So I, I'd like to see him before they make a move or before, he, as you said, they, they make a change. I'd like to just see him empowered. Let it rip, bro. Cut it loose. This is a short window of opportunity Yet You know, you weren't a, a top 10 pick. They're going to be looking to probably to replace you. So, you know, go step on the gas. But let me tell you, it's a lot easier said than done. You're just trying to win games, try to keep your job. Uh, but hopefully, that youngster can, as I said, man, just play with your hair on fire. You know okay, what? Are going to get to my Seahawks, by the way? Because, you know, I don't know if you know they're wearing their throwbacks. So, I love the throwbacks. Really, really you mentioned excited. Jim
0: Zorn. Uh, how good of a dude is Jim Zorn? I remember watching growing up, and, you know, I was a Rams fan back then when you guys played in the AFC. <sighs> the young Bucks out there will oh, yeah. not remember this. And I remember one of the more amazing games was when Bo Jackson and the uh and I thought it was a little overrated the running Brian Bosworth over. I thought Bosworth just stumbled back a little bit. And I think anybody that tried to hit bo up top would have been in the same situation, but that was one of those memories from the Kingdome. Um but I was still a huge Rams fan back there, but I loved watching Zorn and Steve Largent.
1: Yep. Oh, the Kingdome was rocking. Lance, do you know what they're doing Sunday? Are you going to flip over and watch the Seahawks and Browns hey, because I I,
0: I I this is not a humble brag, but now with this uh YouTube TV, yeah. I've got the four four split screens and the Rams play at noon. So I'll be able to. Of course, there's typically only like five or six uh three o'clock games, but I've got the ability to put 12 games on now in my oh, basement.
1: Good. Yeah, no, you told me that last week. You're yeah, so I've up. got I've got them. Yeah, I'll be watching. Okay. Well, they're wearing the throwbacks. That's why I pulled this out of the old case. I didn't just pull this out for any old, you know, un- unlock. This was for Sunday. They're wearing their throwbacks. They are going to look phenomenal. I'm just telling you, right now. Monday headlines are going to be, uh, who knows how they're going to play and who's going to win if they can block Miles Garrett. But they're going to say, why don't the freaking Seahawks wear those uniforms all the time? Because they're going to look that good. They're going to make was- the stadium experience as best they can. It's going to look and feel like the 90s kingdom. <laughs> so some of their signage and just some of the music and everything, they're, Like they're not just wearing the uniforms. Like They're going all retro. Well, yeah. you know,
0: two weeks ago, it was Tampa and the Cream Sickles. Yep. Last week, it was the the Kelly Green for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think sometimes we overthink this, and I know a lot of it's yep. marketing. Like, the Rams have got the good color scheme back, but the helmet is still two bananas. It's not really a Ram horn. Yep. Sometimes we mess up what is a really, really good thing, just why overthinking this, it.
1: Why is this heavy on my head, by the way? Hey, I don't know. The last time I put
0: Weak-ass neck, man. Your back's breaking down. Ah. Hey, I do you remember have, doing the old uh, – the because the, uh, we're we're right at the same age. The padded yeah. neck exercises yeah. in the machine. Lance, Stand I used down. to have
1: a great neck. You said great traps. I could power clean 300. I think I set the record on that neck machine in college. Yeah. But bro, I am like, man, am I a wuss. This is like heavy. I thought maybe I could end this, this deal with wearing it. I don't think I can. Okay so on the
0: fly and this might give you your answer, well I won't tell you the movie, but if you had to recommend one football movie to someone and it's the only one they can see, but something reminded me of that right there.
1: the program freaking the program. Kane is able. I I've, I've never seen
0: the program and I'm a movie freak, I swear. I know the premise. I know it was filmed at South Carolina. I know it was based on Florida State. I know a kid got you know laid in the, the, the road, kid tried it and got run over so they pulled that scene what, i know Jimmy's is, gone.
1: what is wrong with you you've never it, seen the program no well when passing time comes and it got mailed what is today wednesday it got mailed on monday so it's coming tomorrow it's coming i'm excited get your passing time i don't know how many bottles damon sent you hopefully <laughs> three or six i don't know but yeah. when you do do i have a red mark from that helmet too damn when you do. Damn, you've gotten soft, my man. What <laughs> happened to the the uh, the the, the, uh, the
0: John Mobley days where you could what take a, a hit a where wuss. your organs I, almost explode, and now you're putting on a helmet for two minutes of camera uh, time?
1: What a wuss. Total wuss. Anyhow, watch the movie with a glass of wine, and Kane is able, and Latimer taking steroids, the piss test. The, the guy breaks his – it's awesome. It is yeah. a, it's, a, it's a great one.
0: Okay. Okay, I'll take it up. Mine was going to be for you. Yeah. Was going to be North Dallas 40. It's
1: good. It's good. Yeah, yeah no, solid. Very, very I
0: mean, solid. I mean, the thing is, and you, I think you would agree with this, I don't know how into films you are, but the majority of sports films in general suck. The football movies really suck. Like, I've I've never seen the replacements. I know it's got to be awful. I've never seen yeah. any given Sunday. Um, there's just not a lot of good ones out there. I'll try the program out. I've I'll watched worse.
1: Okay. Can I leave you with one last story? By the way, speaking of movies, please. I love to ask these young quarterbacks, like, who did you watch? Right, these college kids, like, who did you admire? Who did you model your game after? Who do you, who do you still enjoy watching? And I had a guy. Gosh, I'm gonna. Oh, Anthony, Anthony Williams. He was at BC. Went to Oregon. I think he may even be with the Ravens now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was at Boston College, we're sitting our production meeting with shoes and me and. Our crew, Allison, and you know, I asked him, Hey, you know, who was your guy? And he literally said the name of the QB in any given Sunday. Oh,
0: um, uh, I know this, and you know why I know it because uh, P. Diddy was supposed to play it, okay. and it ended up being Jamie Foxx, yes, uh, Willie
1: Beeman, Willie Beeman, Willie Beeman. He's like, yeah. w- Willie Beeman, I'm like, Willie Beeman, why do I know? <laughs> Willie, w- Willie Beeman, he's like, I watch. I watch it every Friday night before the game. I wear his number. I'm Willie oh, no. Bebo, So Oh, no. Well, I got to tell you one, then. I'll leave you on this one. Do you remember Johnny Utah? Johnny Utah. Yes, I do. Yes. What What was the movie? That was not The Replacements? Nope. Johnny Utah. Johnny 1991. Johnny Patrick Utah. Swayze, Gary Busey,
0: oh, directed John. by Catherine Bigelow. Was that it the was basketball a- movie? Wait no, break, The surfing. Oh, break. Point break, yes. OK, here's why I bring this up. So Rick Neuheisel was in town this past week for a fundraiser that we MC, me okay. and Dunaway and Brown. And I went to dinner with Rick and a couple of friends on Monday night. I've known Rick for a long time through a mutual friend here in Birmingham. And Rick told me this story probably 15 years ago at this event. And I'll never forget it. And I bring it up at the most random times. But he was, I think he was the offensive coordinator at this point or the quarterback's coach at UCLA. And Catherine Bigelow, who, again, won Best Director. She used to be married to James Cameron, Titanic, Terminator, Aliens fame. She was doing one of her first films as a director, Point Break. So she called up the UCLA offices. She got Rick. She said, I've got this young actor that does not know how to throw a football. I need your help. So Rick had to try to teach Keanu Reeves, who showed up, in jeans with holes in them and a jean jacket on to play toss. And he called Catherine Bickelo and basically said, You are effed. I mean, this <laughs> kid cannot throw it. He said, If you'll let me help you direct the scene, it was the beach scene at uh, night. And I forgot the name of the beach in California. You probably would know it. But he went and he was a technical advisor. And uh, he tells a really good story. So no, next I've time you're around a former Washington coach and Rick Neuheisel, ask him about being the technical advisor, and when you watch the credits, Rick's name's on there. Oh, that's Um, great. Yeah, him sitting down with Keanu Reeves. I think that's his claim to fame. I know he won a Rose Bowl with Tui of Sopo back in the day, but that's not that big of
1: a deal. No. Get to train Johnny Utah? You freaking kidding me? That's great. Safe
0: travels. I'll let you know when I get the incredible wine. I can't wait for Uh, that. I I know you told Damon I'm going to drink the entire bottle on. If it comes today or tomorrow, Friday, I will knock the entire bottle out on Friday.
1: Okay. Please text me. Let me know.
0: I uh, will. Safe travels to Kansas. I'm ready for some carnage. We almost got it in college football last week. I'm ready for all of these undefeateds to start losing.
1: I like chaos. Well, we know they will. We know what November brings. Certainly the gauntlet out in the Pac-12. Washington's not going to run the table. I don't think anybody, you know, is going to do that. And we'll see. Oklahoma's good. I, I, I give Brent a lot of credit. They went and filled some of the places they need to fill. But that is not some of the rosters like Michigan and Ohio State that I saw earlier this year. So it'll be compelling in November. It always is. He's Fox's Brock
0: Hewitt at Sunlock. Brought to you by lanceslock.com. Jump on board. Free play every single day. NBA, NFL, college football, World Series. We got it for you at lanceslock.com.